What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Outfielder Podcast, episode 127, presented by Sensibly Loud Media. I'm your host, J-Mac, a.k.a. Founder Numero Uno, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Popfly himself, Founder Numero Dos, Ben. So I covered a pair of boots in pine tar last night. Baseball, Ben, what's going on, my man? Hello, hello, hello. You know, and that's a great drop. It reminds everyone that as the seasons change, you need to take care of your boot wear, especially get them all water and weatherproof. But as we talk about the seasons changing, you got to look out for this guy because as it gets cooler, is he going to trade his baseball mitt for baseball mittens? Let's see who's on deck. Ladies and gentlemen, now batting cleanup for the Outfielder Podcast. Number three, the great Sam Bino. Welcome back, Sam. Hello. How are you guys? We're fine. I'm good. I'm pissed off at us, but we're good. (laughs) So I think that, uh, yeah, we are less than three minutes into the show, and... uh, I just want to come out and apologize to all the good good grounds crew at home uh, for a mistake or an oversight or, dare I say, an error that occurred on the field of play last week on the Outfielder podcast where your boys here at Sensibly Loud gave out some wrong information. He always seems to get himself mixed up in some really crazy shit. Mixed up in crazy shit indeed. Um it wasn't good. Yeah, not our finest moment. I think it might be the most inaccurate we've been ever on this show. So, and we have we've been inaccurate a few times. But, no, uh, incorrect. For, for those that weren't listening too carefully, last week we went on and on and even made predictions talking about how the wild card series is five games, best of five. We were wrong. Uh, we overshot it. We overestimated our own abilities because all of the wild card series were best of three. Uh, so not only um, do we wish that we could purge that from the internet, uh, those predictions will come back to haunt us in a number of different ways because we were wrong in some cases, but we are especially wrong about the number of games being played. I'd like to take this opportunity to pat pat ourselves on the back just a little bit in lieu of this mistake, because usually the mistakes we make are something like, <laughs> oh, he hit 332 and not 328. It's like, oh, you know, I'm so yeah. sorry. That, that was wrong. Here's a correction. This was wrong at like a foundational level, and that never really happens around here. If you're like hitting me up saying that you're pissed off because you think that I mixed or the fact that I mixed up someone hitting 328 versus 322 don't listen to my show just don't do it you know like we don't care about that kind of stuff but this is monumental this is just something we shouldn't have missed like i'm shocked at us sam went how like whenever when did you discover it like what what was like you're like uh (laughs) uh-oh yeah we recorded on monday or yeah that was a monday recording right Mm -hmm. and uh i figured it out on wednesday i went back and looked at our slack history because i immediately slacked the channel um so it took us, you know, two days thereabout. I think I was finally looking at MLB.com uh, for like when the games were or what station they're on or something. And it said best of three. I was like, oh boy. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know oh boy. That's not good. Why didn't our, our people in quality control catch us? You know, like uh, yeah. we're, we're producing shows. You know, I'm shopping for discounted Ranger gear because they suck. So, like, we are all busy with other things. Yeah, I have a thought here. I actually want to take this opportunity to blame uh, Ivan because he was definitely listening during that episode because we were talking about fantasy. And, um, yeah, he didn't call us out. So that's Ivan's fault. That's a good point. Ivan is always here live with us watching. and, And if he's not watching live, he's definitely following up like the next morning kind of thing. I know what kind of guy Ivan is. And yeah, he typically catches our mistakes or Duster Dan catches the mistakes. One of the two. And so I'm surprised at either of them. May I venture a theory, though? Please. So I don't necessarily fault us for assuming that it was going to be a five game set because it would be very like MLB to try to squeeze out a couple more games worth of revenue considering that they're missing a lot of games during the year. 
while we're justifying things, I'd like to say it's the first time it's ever been three games. So that's really not our fault either. Yes. And <laughs> this is just going to just, just gonna start making excuses one after another. No, but um, it, it, so that's definitely unique. And we also run into the whole thing where it may stay like this. It may not. So this is like experimental anyway. And so there's it, it's just, you know what? I don't even know if we were wrong. I really don't. This is like our new wave project where we're just dipping our toes in the inaccurate thing. And uh, we wanted to be able to yell fake news at people, and now we can. And if you don't like it, well, we're just going to go back to listening to the greatest hits of the animals on vinyl. Ooh, we'll just run that on the episode every week. Until, every week. Until everybody we'll apologizes. Putting up with Eric Burden singing over a keyboard. <laughs> Yeah, if you think that's better than me uh, going on and on about the you know five games set in the playoffs versus three, then that's fine too. I have no problem with that. But we're gonna own some of the you know the mistakes from time to time. I think this is like the first one we've made though in you know the three years we've been doing it. So I feel pretty good about that. I'm, I'm you know I'm pretty happy with that. I'll allow it. I, I don't accept it, but I'll allow it. Yeah, this is like an upper tier mistake, and we don't do that too often. So yeah. we should probably do a retrospective either on the air or off the air. Yeah, we really actually should all probably take some time off of work, maybe uh, seek some psycho uh, some psychiatrists and some actual, you know, real real introspective looks at our actual selves to really understand what went wrong here because that's not great. I'm, I'm just going to partner with Ken Burns when he produces the documentary for how we how our company, you know, oh, before yeah. we took over the world, sort of mm. how how it got founded and early missteps. This is just getting us ready for the 30 for 30. That's very true. Can't get better. Can't get better if you don't mess up. Right, exactly. So, you know, I'll take 127 episodes of absolute gold for one mistake. That's fine. You know, so... Speaking, <laughs> speaking of can't get better unless you mess up, let's talk about the first round of the playoffs <sighs> and uh, how y'all yes. feeling about uh, about how the playoff picture is looking. Do we want to talk about the first round? Do we want to talk about... How do y'all want to do this? So I want to talk about the wild card ga- series each one of them, because I think that's definitely worth hitting on. Um, but I do want to ask, how are we going to approach this whole uh, we chose five games thing? Because uh, Sam pointed out to us today that Ben and I, I, I'm assuming Ben, I'm not sure actually, did you not, did you go and update your standings or your predictions, I mean? No, because if I updated my predictions, it would not be genuine for what I put on tape. And right. sir... Sirs, I am on the record with my crappy opinions, okay. and so I'm going to stick by them. So Ben's, so Ben's excuse is that he just uh, didn't do it and just wants to stick by it. I get that, and I respect that. Mine is that I was actually going to go and change them all to whatever actually happened in the series, and I just never did. So so what I did, because I'm the only one who went back and changed my predictions, I didn't actually change the team that I selected, I simply yeah. changed the number of games in which I thought they would win. And, and that's pretty um, much that's I actually think... pretty easy to do. Even just looking at what you guys did, like you guys both picked San Diego to win in five. That tells me you think they're going to win, yeah. but it's not going to be a sweep. Right. Yeah. No, um, I think that's fair. That's and I, like, That's the best way to look at it. That's probably not going to change from three to five games. It might, which, but I don't know. It doesn't in my mind. Way, point of contention. If you beat someone, twice in a row why are we calling it a sweep like i get it yeah yes you swept the series but come on it's a best of three like you didn't you won two games in a row is there a technical definition for sweep where it requires it to be at least three games because that's how it is during the regular season for a series typically but they say they'll sweep the two game series swept the double header yeah okay no that's fair it's not as common though and it's not as common. It also doesn't mean as much, right? Sweeping three is like, okay, that's pretty hard to do in baseball. Yeah. Two, much less. Uh, it's more common. Not as cool. And we talked a lot about like the amount of games allowing the best team to really come out on top thing last time. We talked about that a lot. And I don't know that this really hits it on the head if we're talking about it in just a general term as far as how the wild card rounds went. But it sure was fun to watch. So Absolutely. I, I don't really know. I don't know. Like, I don't know what, what you really want out of it. It, it. You almost want it to be pomp and circumstance like that, right? Like just the right team at the right time. If you're major league baseball. Well, so do we want to, do we want to drill into it? Then? Yeah, let's do it. So the first, we're going to give you the actual results here in a minute, but Sam, can you pull up the predictions? I've got the predictions up. 
So the first round in the American League wildcard series was Tampa Bay versus Toronto. That's the Tampa Rays versus the Toronto Blue Jays. Who do we have, Sam? We all had a sweep. So you guys put Tampa Bay in three because it was the assumption that it was a five game. Yeah. I changed mine from three to two. Same thing. Uh, yeah. Which ended up being correct. Yeah. Yes. We, we were all correct because Tampa pulled it out. They, uh, they took the series two to none. So what, what do you all think of Tampa walking away with it? My take on that whole series was that Tampa was always the much, much better team, and it was never a question. And, I mean, it, it does matter as far as momentum, and any any team can win, you know, two in a row just on a given night in the way this game works. It's just how it is. But I still think the better team came out of that, even even though it was shortened. Pitching very good. Yes. They're going to be tough yeah. to beat. I, I think Tampa is one of the... One of the teams to really watch out for in the in the American League, I think that they they kind of piloted the whole pitching by committee thing last year, and it really served them well, especially in this wacky, zany 60 game season that we're up against where, you know, everything matters, but nothing really matters So just (laughs) throw it all out there and see what happens. I think that the uh, 2020 Rays really, really represent that. So you're looking uh, I just was interested to see what. I always like to see what Vegas has them favored as just as a a gauge of where people are betting their money. It doesn't really tell you a lot other than just interest overall. And if you're looking at the Rays, that's like a four to one shot. So like they think highly of the Rays. Uh, I mean, the Dodgers are obviously in the driver's seat there, 12 to five. So uh, a four to one shots. I mean, that's uh, the Yankees are at seven to two and then the Rays are in third place. I was really surprised that the A's are at 11 to one shot. They just fold in the postseason every year. They do. They're about to do it right now. They just got stomped by the Astros. Yeah, of course. That's true. Yeah, Houston's at 14 to 1. Marlins are at 20 to 1, Sam. Good. We'll get there in a minute. We'll, we'll talk more about we'll that get there in a minute. Yeah, shortly. Yeah. So, okay. uh, any other thoughts on the first round of the AL wildcard Tampa tour? I think that was the strongest lock of any of the series between all of us, and just humanity knew that was going to happen. <laughs> humanity. Yep. Not a lot of disagreement on that one. We we can all disagree about a lot of stuff, but when it comes to this year's Rays against this year's Blue Jays, everyone all picked pick the winner on that one. Yeah. Okay. okay. Very good. What do we have next? Yeah, shall we go into the next round? Yes. All right. So the next round was the Cleveland Ball Club versus the New York Yankees. Sam, what did we have? You and um, – sorry, Ben and Justin both had New York in five, which is – basically the equivalent of New York in three. Mm-hmm. I had New York sweeping and New York swept. New York did sweep two to two to none. They two to none. It. Also the score, uh, I've got two and zero losses. So that's good. Of the predictions. <laughs> yes. I'm a winner. Um, th- and that series actually contained one of the most wild games I've ever seen yeah. as far but as lead quick, changes. Sam, I need you to not like strain your wrist, jerking yourself off over there. Yeah, no. Pretty tough. Pretty tough to not do. It only gets better. Don't worry. I'm not touching this. It's tough, you guys. It's not touching it. All right. Um, but yeah, that contained one of the most wild baseball games I've ever seen. I'm pretty sure I'm looking at it right now. I just want to go back and look at the series because I want to be accurate. We talked about accuracy at the beginning of the show. We got to be accurate here. Um, eh. It had like eight lead changes or something like that. That was absolutely unbelievable. Hold on. I'm looking, looking for it. Talk amongst yourselves, if you will. I managed to watch none of these games, but I knew that Cleveland would show their true colors and just totally fold. I mean, Cleveland just had no business being there. Same thing with Toronto, even. I mean, I think we're both of them the... the no, Chicago is the other team. We'll, we'll speak about them here in a little bit. But but yeah, realistically, I'm, I wasn't surprised by the A's, Houston, Minnesota, New York, or Tampa all being in the postseason. But Toronto, Cleveland, and the White Sox, like, get out of here. What are you doing? Yeah, I think um, hindsight is twenty twenty. We We actually all um, chose one team to win that didn't end up winning. But in hindsight, every team that lost in the AL is a total fraud. You have uh, the White Sox, Minnesota, Cleveland, and Toronto. They don't belong there at all. No. No. We'll get into the Twins. <laughs> okay. Um, 
Were you able to find the data? I'm still index? looking for it because MLB's website is all trying to go. It doesn't <laughs> want to look at the past data. It just wants to go forward. So I'm finding it right now. Um, let's see what else we got. But suffice it to say, anytime you get a lead change just going back and forth, you get riveting baseball, which at the end of the day, that's what Manfred is, is really hoping for. That's why they expanded the playoffs. If you'd have told us, you know, before COVID hit that we'd have riveting playoff baseball between in the wild card round between the Yankees and Cleveland, I think we all just kind of would have shrugged and said, yeah, Yankees will take it anyway. Right. No, definitely. And I think that was like, we talked about that last show too, where like, I didn't even know like Terry Francona hasn't been managing them all year and all this, you know, like there's a lot of missing pieces there. There's a lot of young talent because they've tried to rebuild on the run, but I mean, they're going to have to figure out how to deal with Lindor and all that stuff this off season. They've got a lot of decisions to make coming up and I really don't know what their like system looks like and all that. Cause they've been on kind of a run for a while now. They've just never really been able to, to pull it out for one reason or the other. So um, and Garrett Cole pitched game one. He pitched seven innings, 13 strikeouts, two earned. It was him versus uh, Shane Bieber, and he looked incredible, and Shane Bieber did not. So, you know. Um, all right. What's next, Ben? So in the next round, we had the Minneapolis Twins taking on the Houston Asterix. Sam, what were our predictions? This is the worst failure of all of our predictions. We all chose Minnesota to win in some capacity. I had him in three games out of three, which is like five. Ben had five, and uh, Justin had Minnesota in four. Okay. So, yeah, we were just wrong. Houston <sighs> showed up, and the Twins have failed in the postseason like a lot. 17 straight losses in the postseason they've had. That is yeah, tough. My my brother says uh, he lives up in Minneapolis, and he was saying that right now everyone is just calling them. They're not the twins anymore. They're the Tlusers. Mm. It's not sticky enough for me. It's not good. No. Losses? Wins and losses? No? No. Okay. I don't think so. I'll, I'll report back with a better way to report that out. Yeah, we'll get into okay. that later. We'll, we'll, we'll keep parsing it out. We'll get, get to the interns. Uh, so what surprised you all the most about this series? Sam? Houston being really good. I don't think I didn't think they had the steam, but they definitely do. And they just totally clobbered the A's today in the first game of the divisional series. I think for me it was Houston's health, actually, because I've seems like so I mean we've ragged on them for being stinky all year, but I mean I guess it doesn't really matter if you get hot at the right time. But like I mean, getting Lance McCullers back really helps their situation and just healthy all the way around. I mean I, Dusty Baker seems to feel really good about them. I don't know what that should tell you, but I mean, that guy's gotten bounced in the first round more times than I've ever seen. So I, I don't really know, uh, you know, I, I don't really know what that means, but I mean, it seems like there's some confidence going on finally, and they're starting to kind of feel themselves, which I don't, I still don't think they're one of the best teams here though, but. Well, that, that was my next question is does their dominance in the wild card round make you fear them in a deeper postseason run? Or do you still think that the the rest of the AL and potentially the NL have enough stuff to knock them out? It didn't concern me until I watched them clobber the A's today, like Sam was just talking about. Yeah. Um, if I go back a day, I would say, no, it doesn't worry me. But today is today, and I just saw them beat the crap out of the A's, who are a really strong A's team, and they threw their best pitcher that they had. And yeah. I mean, Bassett. hit really well. Oh yeah, Bassett went today. And I mean, they hit really well the whole game and everything. But I mean, it just seems like I mean, if Houston's going to actually have its pitching come together, I don't know what Houston's pitching really looks like. What an absolute middle finger to the rest of baseball to say y'all were planning on ragging on us this whole year. Watch us run the dang show. Like, can y'all imagine the amount of crow that the rest of us would have to eat? Even if Houston. <laughs> Even if they do, they can go fuck themselves, really and truly. Like, I, it doesn't really matter to me. It doesn't change my mind about who those people are. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. I was listening to some of the commentary earlier, and the Houston coaches were saying that having no fans has actually been a huge help to them this year. It's something we've yeah. been talking about a lot. They said if they expected to be booed, like, mercilessly everywhere they went except for Houston, and not getting booed helped – build some of the confidence with their younger players. So that really is just like a very sad 
like confluence of circumstances that led us to let them be successful. So you've got, as far as a pitching staff goes, you've got Framber Valdez, who's starting to look really healthy again, and he's kind of coming into his own. It's been a little bit of a weird ride with him, but it seems like he's getting there. Granky will go next, I'm assuming. And then, so Lance McCullers went today, right, Sam? I'm pretty sure he did. You're muted. <laughs> yeah, say yes. Holy shit. Tape on that. We're, we're oh my God. It just like, I was just sitting there clicking on it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. For sure. You did. Um, so, I mean, you've still got Granky, You've got Framer Valdez. You've got Jose. Uquidic. He's been really good this year overall. And I mean, it, there's not a lot of decisions there, but it's still a good resume for, you know, a short amount of work that he's had this year. I mean, he has only had, 29 innings as a starter, but it seems like they've kind of used him as a long, in a whatever a long reliever is these days. I don't even know if that really specifically exists, but you know. It, it was Lance McCullers, four innings, eight hits, four earned, one walk, 5K, and then it was bullpen the rest of the way. Okay. Interesting. I don't know if that holds up in the longer run of things. Yeah. That'll get you through a three-game series, but maybe not a five, or if we ever make it, a seven-game series, which I have it on good authority, will happen at some point in baseball this year. Just don't come asking us if that's when that happens, because apparently... Or how many games there are. Maybe it's like best of 11, and we don't know. <laughs> y'all, Hopefully. Did y'all, did y'all know that like back in 1903, there was a World Series, and it was like the best of nine? Hell yeah. Ooh. Love this the idea. I think the year that the the Chicago uh, White Sox had the Black Sox scandal in 1919, I think that was a best of nine series. So, I mean, obviously you don't. So let's let's just take that and put it in today's circumstances because obviously you don't have like media, TV schedules, and and all that. But like, how great would it be if the World Series contained three series, and you had to win two of the best of the three series? That'd be awesome. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Let's just that demand more probably, baseball out of them. That would certainly kick things up a notch. I would rather have a longer World Series than uh, extended wild card rounds. Agreed. I would, yeah, I would take like a hundred game season with wild cards with longer World Series. Yeah, and that would be because wild card. I mean, it's it's garbage. We're getting we're getting to the conclusion it was fairly garbage this wild card thing, but it was fun to watch. It was hot trash. It was. It was a lot of good teams beating up on average teams not necessarily bad teams but just average teams well, you can tell those average teams that know they don't belong there are trying their dangness and the marlins like <laughs> they did it so i i just did some some referencing 1903 1919 1920 and 1921 were all best of nine series okay what, what <laughs> name those years one more time 1903 uh-huh 1919, uh -huh. 1920, and 1921. So what's specific about all those years, Ben? Uh, Calvin Coolidge was in office. Plague? The world didn't have Nazis? I don't know. Yeah. What, what? <laughs> well, no, I'm just curious, like, why why those scattered years and then all, randomly two years in a row? So I think, I think the 1903 was because I think it was in 1902 that they didn't have the World Series. Like, there okay. was one year where, and so I think it was, like, just to try to get eyeballs on it. And then as far as 1920 or 21, uh, I think it was, if memory serves, that was whenever Kennesaw Mountain Landis was in charge of the Major League Baseball. It's a real and piece so of it shit. was just like a push. Mm, interesting. All right. I want to see Manfred just start instituting big shit like that just for, I mean, come on. Like, what, we're already kind of trying to do it behind the scenes anyway. Let's just... Let's just make it happen. Let's do this three game or this three series World Series thing. I'm, that actually makes the name make more sense and everything. Let's just do that. And you know what? Actually, while we're at it, let's let's put in our our relegation talk that we talked about too. Let's get into that. May as well. All yeah, right, Ben. What's bribe. next? We'll take a bribe, right? Yeah, I think so. Speaking of bribing, yes, nineteen nineteen was whenever the Black Sox threw it. Do we want to go on to the next round of the playoffs? Yes. So finally, Sam Sam talked about it a little bit, but we had the Chicago White Sox against the Oakland Athletics. We all chose Oakland to win. Mm -hmm. um, Justin, you chose Oakland to win in five. 
Mm-hmm. Ben said Oakland in three, which ended up being correct, but he was assuming a five-game series. <laughs> I chose three with a three-game series, which makes me the most correct. Oh, shut well, up. No, uh, it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. it does. Mm, okay. I think it's between yeah, you and totally. Ben. Okay. It's green and it's green and everything on my spreadsheet. Okay. Well. Yeah, because you made it green, you ass pony. Like you guys had your chance to chime in. Chose not to. Hey, Ben Baseball is known for many things. Changing a spreadsheet after the fact to suit his own interests is not one of them. See, that's something Step I am one. known for. So that's okay. I am known for that. Ben. I got you covered. I'll change yours next time for you, buddy. Next time I'm in there. All right. So anyone have any takeaways based on the fact that the White Sox had no business being here? They won game one, and I was pumped for them. I kind of thought they were going to fall apart after that game, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah outside of Giolito, they don't have anybody. No, they were walking on a lot of false confidence out there for sure, and it just it did not pan out well. You know what, though? Good for them. Young team, got some postseason experience, playing in front of big crap. Uh oh. Uh-oh. Mm, shit. And it falls apart right there. This isn't the World Series, guys. That's coming later. Fans will be here I'm telling you. We'll get into that later, though. Still waiting for my ticket. Uh, yeah, we're working on it. So that rounds out the American League, which then means that we have Tampa taking on New York and Houston taking on Oakland. Do we want to make predictions? Yeah, let's do that. Sam? All right. Sam, do you have the spreadsheet up? I do. That's what I'm looking at. That's how I'm telling you what the scores were. Oh, okay. So right now, game one uh, of New York and Tampa is actually about to happen at the time of us recording it. This is a best of five. I have read that. It is actually a best of five. You have that on good authority. Confirmed in triplicate. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go Tampa Bay in four. And this is hard. Man. Because I was going to say Tampa Bay in four as well, but I can't. I, I don't want to agree with you. I want, no, I want, to, I want us to. to well, you t- want to agree with me. I got this one the most right. The wild card ones, I got every team right except Minnesota. All right. You did not. Oh, well, I didn't put the right number of games either. So, Well, okay. you also got the most just like qualitatively wrong teams as the winner. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> it does, if, you, if you think I take that to heart, it helps uh, keeps me from sleeping at night. I don't know what to tell well, you. It should make you feel better about yeah. selecting the same so, prediction as me. That's I'm trying to put your mind at ease. And I was going to say, so in that vein, I will stick with Tampa Bay in four then. After all that, yeah. puffing and puffing. Bitching and complaining, Sam. Bitching and complaining. It's what I do best. Ben? Ben's going to go Tampa Bay in five, I think. You know, I'm going to go. I'm going to go New York in five. Let's go. Let's go. I was hoping somebody was going to do it. Couldn't be me. I, I think that I think Tampa. I just don't think they. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm, going to stick with it. New York in five. uh, Something about the pinstripes. Take that, Florida. I think he's right. He could be because the thing, I I mean, I'm not changing my answer, but like, I, I I do think that as long as New York gets the bats going, Garrett Cole's going just fine and they stay healthy. I don't know. I don't really know what to think of the Yankees. Their health is so up and down and it's been really, really hard to capture in a shorter time frame this year for me. I just, I don't really have any, I can't, I don't have any feel for a lot of these teams and they're definitely one of them. And that's where I think that the experience is going to play out. They have so much more experience on national TV. They have more experience in high-pressure high situations. I think that that will serve them well. It may not get them over the hump, but I do think that that gives them the edge over. Because Tampa, one of the things that really worked for them is you got to be able to trust that bullpen if you're you know, having these starter pitchers and going two innings and stuff. I don't know that that is tried and true enough to let you win out in longer series. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't really know how that falls on a, a series from a series standpoint, I guess. Any other thoughts? I, I think it's just the, the confluence of circumstance. Okay. Sam's new segment. Um, okay, what's next? Uh, the title of this episode. Maybe. Uh, so the, 
The next, the next one is going to be Houston versus Oakland. Houston is already up one to nothing. Best of five. I'm. St- <sighs> I'm gonna go Oakland in five. I think they've got the pitching. I think you're right. Even after this game, it was tough to watch. But I'm gonna go Oakland in five. I'm going to disagree, and I'm going to go Houston in four, and I hate myself for saying it. I absolutely loathe, but I think that they're just sons of bitches enough to have figured it out, to know what to do, to do well in a postseason situation. And I think that the city of Houston is just going to give a big middle finger to the rest of the United States. I respect the opinion. I think... The way I look at this is the biggest sample of work over the season that I've seen, and that leads me to believe that Oakland is definitely the better team of these two. And so I'm going to take Oakland in five. So do we have the splits on how they did this year? I was actually just going to look that up. That's what I was thinking I should look up. but That's a good idea. I'm looking it up right now. Talk amongst yourselves. Before I made my prediction. That's what yeah, that's in stone fun. now. Doesn't matter now. It's etched in. Yeah, it's we have gotten out the stone tablets. Give me just a second. Well, and it's <laughs> it always gets fun too because you're like extrapolating well on a sixty game, you know, first one hundred and sixty two. So the the A's won seven of ten this year against uh, against yeah. the Astros. Yeah, I'm taking the A's, no doubt about it. I just think, love it. I think their overall quality is better as far as top to bottom. Is anyone else maybe just like a hair disappointed? Oh, Dan, love it. Yeah, Duster Dan throwing out the hot sports opinions. Well done. Is, is anyone else just a little bit disappointed that there's no one from um, the AL Central and that the two series are just like two West teams and two East teams? That just seems... Uh, it seems right on brand. It's on brand. It's kind of what we expected, but it's yeah. just like boring. Yeah, it, it's definitely on on brand, but it is boring. I'll give you that for sure. Flyover states and baseball tend to not mix. We've been over this on this show before for those that have been around for a long time. The flyover states. I mean, they used to back whenever the farthest west baseball went was St. Louis, but now yeah. there's an entire rest of the country open up. It's a good point, and it doesn't matter because it's still going East Coast, West Coast thing here. All right, Ben, what's next? So next up, we switch on over to the National League, where our first round was the Brew Crew against the Dodgers. Not good. I chose Dodgers to sweep. Justin chose Dodgers to sweep. Ben chose Dodgers in four. So Dodgers swept. We all got the Dodgers. We're all right there. We all were right. equally fond of Los Angeles uh, over the eighth-seeded Milwaukee team, who just looked broken all year. They were injury-plagued. The Elitch could never get it right, uh, they, which is unfortunate. They look like but someone just I, broke into their stadium and stole their tractor. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what it looks like. That's why they're so broken up. Yep. It's just I couldn't even bring myself to watch one of the games, honestly. It was, you didn't miss a whole lot, honestly. It was... Kind of, kind of easy cakewalk for, for the Dodgers overall, and they were late starts yes. Eastern time. Yes, indeed. Um, all right, all right, Ben. Well, I was just going to move on because so is there anything else want to say about Los Angeles, Milwaukee? No, better team. All one, right, period. Sorry, Laverne and Shirley, Milwaukee's out. <laughs> Next up, San Diego versus St. Louis. I think this is one that we disagreed on. No, we all chose San Diego in the maximum number of games in the series. So I chose San Diego in three. You two chose San Diego in five. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So we were. If I if I listened to last week's episode, is that what you said? Yeah, that is what he said. I think that was really say. quick. <laughs> no. Um... That is what you said, right? You yeah, said, I mean, I I yeah. wrote down what we right. Yeah, we I thought, thought that's what you said. I'm just giving him a hard time because he changed his predictions. That's fine. I I think he's, yeah. 
He told us to change our predictions too, though, so he he can't be held accountable for that. Or he he is being held accountable, but he did his due diligence. I'll give him I give him full credit here. You go you go look at the version history on this document and see when I changed everything, <laughs> sir. I I know I'm innocent until proven guilty. I'm not accusing any, anything like that. Pull okay, it up, Ben. So, ben, the, you find the, Ben. Tell you what, you find the history of the editing the editing history of the document, and then we'll we'll see. We don't want no, him to waste I'd, too much time. No, we then don't. Then I'd have to learn where the damn Google Drive is, and yes. I already have to worry about that with my kids' virtual school. It's in the cloud, dude. It's in the, the cloud. cloud is just fancy talk for someone else's computer, Sam. <laughs> I know damn well what it means. <laughs> All right, so this was the fourth, the fourth ranked San Diego against the fifth ranked San Luis. Theoretically, this was the closest matchup of the teams in the National League. Would y'all say it felt like that? It did. Yes. It shouldn't have, but it did. I really didn't want the Cardinals to win, and I'm pretty sure they took game one. They did. It didn't feel like, good. Oh, shit. San Diego. I really wanted San Diego to do well. Um, and the fact that they were pretty much on par with the Cardinals, playoff Cardinals, is both like a compliment and an insult. Correct. I, I agree. I still don't know that their pitching is there, but did they? Are they well, going to have Clevenger and they don't have Lamette? And but, those are their two arms. Did Nelson Lamette was like the second best pitcher in the NL or the MLB all year. Did I see that Clevenger might be back though? Yeah, they're both really close to returning. Oh, let's see. That would be fantastic news for them for sure. He's yeah. got an elbow thing, and then Denelson Lamette has a bicep thing. So like I'm I'd be more worried about Clevenger. I yeah. don't know their timetable, so for sure. They said that his bullpen went really well yesterday. Was Clevenger with Cleveland when they made their run? Yes, he yes. was young. And then he violated a bunch of COVID protocols and they traded him. Him and somebody else. I forgot who. That other douchebag. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Yeah. But yeah, they got rid of... They they shipped him out of there because it was bad for the clubhouse environment. Yeah. So I think they got a good amount of prospects, though. It It was definitely a good timing thing, but it also worked out in their favor really well. Well, and I think this is one of those things where... You know, when we started the show three years ago, we talked a lot about that was whenever San Diego really started paying money for players. And that's when they got Hosmer. Mm-hmm. And that's when they there was another bigger name that they signed. The Machado. Yeah, exactly. So this is to me, it would not surprise me if San Diego has started to try to open a window to where even if this year isn't oh, totally. their year that they're they're definitely going to be, you know, for at least the start of the 2020s, they're going to be a name that you hear, which good for them. I mean, they're the only professional ball club left in that part of the state. So like power <laughs> to them. They're, they're built to succeed. Their pitching is the only thing that's going to get in their way. And the best case scenario for them would be that AL rules continue to apply or uh, the designated hitter rule continues to apply going forward in the national league. That is going to be big for them because they are, they just, they're one of those teams that's very power heavy on the top and you just really can't afford to put a 187 batting, you know, pitcher in there. Like it just doesn't really. There's no reason for that. So I think they'll benefit from it greatly. I think that could probably be said for almost all of the NL teams, but right? Especially the way that that team is constructed. But yes, definitely for sure. I think it's done the Dodgers a lot of good. But like, I don't think the Dodgers were going to be bad no matter what happens. So yeah, I like it for. Sorry, Ben. Go ahead. I was going to say, think about it, too, with some of those acquisitions. I mean, all the major acquisitions we've talked about for San Diego all came from the American League, right? Mm. With Machado, with Osmer, with Clevenger. Yep, that's true. So, I mean, a lot of them anyway. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I like the AL rules for the Cardinals so they can sunset Goldschmidt and put him in DH in a couple of years. Um, The Padres, for the reasons we've talked about, and then the Cubs because they have Kyle Schwarber. Uh, can you bell that? That Goldschmidt take was my favorite take you've had today. Boom. That's good. Well done. It's good so stuff. we're going to go down the depth chart here because the Cubbies took on Miami. And I absolutely am going to rue asking Sam to read these results. Yeah. Uh, so, Ben, you chose Chicago in four. Uh, Justin, you chose Chicago in four. I chose Miami in three. Okay. And Miami swept. But, so Sam was right twice. But once again, like, it, there's, it's not pulling from the same pool here. So let's just, whenever you just line them up against each other like that, it makes it look far worse. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% give you credit for your Marlins take. I, I, 
I don't know why I really expected a whole lot more from, from the Cubs other than I just kind of did, you know? They did pretty well. I mean, Darvish yeah. ended up failing in the second game after like seven innings and they didn't pull him in time and then they melted down. It's almost like they had a manager with absolutely no experience whatsoever managing that game. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. It's almost like the Cubs were the Cubs. <laughs> and no. the only thing that we were, we, none of us were expecting the Marlins to be the freaking Marlins. We were all expecting the Cubs to be the Cubs. I mean, it's just horse crap. I was thinking about that the other day. Like, are we going to go, like, are we going right back to a point where the Cubs are just the lowly Cubs again? And, and like, they got their lightning in the bottle for that one time for, you know, like, because it, it was kind of like that with the Red Sox where, like, you got one and then you get another one. And it's like, okay, that kind of, like, satisfies the thirst a little bit. But, like, to just get one and then just to go back in the gutter stinks. So I don't think they're in the gutter. Right? Well, no, no, I'm, I'm not playoffs. saying that, but I'm talking about going the other way on it because that team's that window's got to be closing faster than than not, right? Uh, they I got a couple imagine. more years. Okay. I, I feel like though it's a tighter couple more years. Like they they need to they need to fire on all cylinders to make it work. To me, it feels like yeah, they caught lightning in a bottle. And now they're just going back to being the Cubs. They're going to be a mediocre team in a mediocre division perpetually. I mean, they, which is they're fine because they won their championship. And I mean, look at their pitching just alone, just off the top of my head. They've got older you Darvish and then they've got John Lester coming off the books, which, you know, however you want to feel about that. And you've got, uh, there's what, what's their other, they have one more older pitcher. Oh, they had Cole Hamels up until last year, but he's gone now. Um, I feel like there was somebody else. Anyway, they like Craig Kimbrell, another great example of a guy who's going to be there for another year. I'm pretty sure another year. And it's like, that's just an older arm. Like, there's a lot of arm issues on that team, I would say, that are going to be, they're going to prevent them from doing, making bigger moves down the road, I guess, because they've already well, kind of maxed out that stuff. It's a tight window. I yeah. mean, you got one or two years, but. I'm not wild about it. The benefit that the Cubs have is that no one else in the division happens to be super hot right now. It's going to be them continuously battling against St. Louis and Milwaukee, and they're kind of all going to just be who rises in the mud, you know? Yeah. I'd like to offer a slightly different like alternative. I think they will like take a step back, but I think they will be more competitive for a longer period of time. Like, I think this is a new era of Cubs baseball. Okay. They're not going to go back to being like a joke. You know what I mean? I do. I think they're going to be okay for a really long time. I hope so. Maybe like even above. Okay. But just not like hundred loss season bad. I don't think they'll be that bad for, uh, for a long time. They were like that for so long. It's hard. like as long as I've been alive. Yeah. Until like what? Like 20, 2008 or and something. It, I was like, oh, the Cubs are a baseball team. And it that made it sound like you were born in 2008, first of all. Um, but sorry. <laughs> but it, it, but like you think about it that way. And then it goes back way, way, way further than that. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. Historically bad. <sighs> historically bad is a good way to put it. You don't ever want to be historically bad. It's no, just not don't. good. It's not where you want to be. That is to say, the Marlins beat the Cubs. Talk to me about that. I'm really happy about that. Well, they have, they've got... Uh, go ahead, Ben. Well, I was just going to say two points. Not only did the Marlins beat the Cubs, but Sam called it. So I think that any time that we highlight one, we need to highlight the other. I'll, yeah. Not after this. I'll never bring it up again, except maybe like 100 or so times. Yeah, I was going to say, well, I mean, what are we talking about here? <laughs> they, they've got some uh, decent pitching the the Marlins do. They've got a young guy named Sixto Sanchez that they brought up. He's been really good. And I think he pitched game two and ended up doing really well. Um, they also had their closer, Kinsler. I think he came from Minnesota. Yeah. He he shut the door in game one with a two uh, two inning save and then um Cade the side in game two for the save also. So pitching came through for Marlins and then they just like ground out some uh Really good baseball runs. <laughs> a like very young. How the sausage is made. They're just grinding it out. That's true. How the cans are hammed. Somebody said at work they didn't like to say uh, how the sausage is made. So I said, would you like us to say how we can the hams? That's a great alternative. And we're going to use it here from now on. Um, a great collection of young talent on this team. 
I just don't know if this team has a ton of identity, and I don't. I really do not trust Don Mattingly as a manager. Not at all. That's where so, I start to fall apart with this. Are you giving any credit to uh, GM? It's Jeter? No, not really. I mean, so here's the thing, right? Like, it, it's one of those things where, like, just because he, so like his, he had a team that was full of varying parts that he kind of took over, right? And so I didn't personally think, and Sam, you maybe you can back me up on this because I'm pretty sure you're in the same camp where they didn't really need to necessarily burn it down whenever they had all those young guys like JT Realmuto and all those guys. But they also, just because they burned it down for picks and, and took nothing on the dollar for a lot of it, I mean, doesn't mean that they're not going to be able to build effective rosters going forward. I just thought that was a very odd move for a very young GM that doesn't have any experience blowing up a club like that. So just, all that, go ahead. It feels like you're tap dancing around from giving him any sort of praise. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm actually getting there. I not done talking yet with about it um no so like so from that standpoint i i don't think that it's fair to say that that's indicative of his talent just because he came in there and burned down a team Derek cheater knows the game of baseball better than just about anybody and he knows how to evaluate players better than just about anybody as far as like on the field and and just as far as like baseball iq and game you know smarts i i mean Derek cheater is one of the best there is there's no doubt about that. It's just interesting to watch someone go in there and burn down something like that when they have no experience and just trust that they're going to be able to build it back up. I don't know that, that I don't even know that that's what they've done here because to me when I look at the roster though, there's there's some really good parts but there's not a ton of identity and maybe that comes later on. Maybe that this is a a stepping stone year, but I don't look at them on the same plane as I do like the Padres or something like that, whenever they were building pieces and putting them together and coming up. It's a little bit different of an approach because you're not going out and signing big time free agents and you're really trying to concentrate on your homegrown talent, but you're actually, if you don't actually go out and plug pieces in, in the right places with free agents, you're never going to get anywhere. And they haven't really done any of that yet that I've seen. And so that that's what I'm going to be interested to watch going forward. This is good experience for this team, but I don't trust Don Mattingly. And I just don't know what you're getting from a, a GM like Jeter. It's not a it's not a knock on him at all. It's just you just don't know. There's no way to know. Is that satisfactory? Does that give him some credit? I think so. Okay. I, I think that uh, I think you, you built it up the right way. Sam, what do you think? He's constructed a very strange team. It's like a bunch of misfits. It's got like <clears throat> Corey Dickerson and Jesus Aguilar from other teams. They've got like homegrown guys like um, Sixto on the mound who's doing really well. They acquired a number of good players. Lewis Brinson, I think, was a Rangers prospect for a long time. Yes. He's starting to be like really good. They got a young guy named John Birdie who can run the bases really well. I don't know. It is, it's a, like, it's full of misfits, but it's it was interesting to watch them totally spank the Cubs. It is. It, it's interesting that it's working. And I mean, I guess my my caps off to Don Mattingly in that way to fi- to understand the pieces that you have and make them work that way. But I mean, like, <laughs> you had Jeter blow up a team that had Giancarlo Stanton, JTL Realmuto, and Jose Fernandez on it. I mean that that I mean aside from the Fernandez thing, I mean that stinks. But like overall, like it's really hard to compare the two because that team that he blew up was better than this team, I think, in my opinion. It was headed in a better direction than this team is. But I don't know. We'll see. That's fair. Yeah, the future will tell. So the next thing will be to see if Miami has what it takes to get through this next team. And we're talking about the winner of Atlanta versus Cincinnati. Sam, where are our predictions? Uh, Justin had Cincinnati winning in five or three. Um, Ben had Atlanta winning in five or three. I had Atlanta winning in three and Atlanta uh, swept. Yeah. What's your take on Atlanta? God, they're terrible. They are, right? They're not a good baseball team. They have like some electric offense. Their pitching is total trash. They're going to get totally... I I mean, it's Miami versus a very shitty Braves team. It, It would be a coin flip for me. I might choose the Marlins to win, which would be incredible. That'd be awesome. I mean, we'll get there soon. I think Miami does have the experience, but, excuse me, 
Atlanta does have the experience, but Miami has the potential better identity of the the misfit, scrappy, built-up type of thing. Uh, it's certainly going to be interesting to watch. Once again, Cincinnati had no business being here. No, but Trevor Bauer totally stomped on the mat. He was ridiculous. He was good. so good. He struck out 12. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. Insane. Over like seven innings. It was unbelievable. It really is. We've talked about him a ton on this show lately, but he, he was electric out there. It just, the rest of it didn't really show up. And I get, I, I wanted the optimistic pick, but hey, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm fine with the way it worked out too, I guess. No, it makes sense. I mean, you, you wanted them to live up to, to what Bauer was laying out there, but unfortunately, sometimes you got to have offense to win a baseball game, right? Sometimes. That's what they say. And that's all that just, the Braves have. Right. So that get wild too. Well, let's let's go down the line here because that means for the NLDS starting tomorrow, we have the Los Angeles Dodgers taking on the uh, San Diego Padres. What do y'all think? Best of five. This is going to be a good series. I'm going to go Dodgers in four, unless they they get unless San Diego gets their pitching back. I don't think they stand a chance. They'll they'll sneak a game away from the Dodgers if they don't get their pitching back, and that'll be it. I'm going to say Dodgers in five. I think they're going to manage to piss away two games, but I think they come out. the. I, they're definitely the better team, top to bottom. Yeah. I think Dodgers are a better team. I just wonder if their back-to-back World Series loss and then their early bounce in the postseason last year is going to kind of haunt them. It's back to back to back, right? Isn't it three? No, no, no. They didn't go last year. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah, yeah. No. Feels like they did. Um, <laughs> it's almost like the Nationals <laughs> were never even there at all. <laughs> I'm going to take San Diego in five. I'm wow. not proud of it, but okay. I'm going to go for the upset here. I think if they get their pitchers back, that's totally feasible. I think so, too. It's a good pick. I love it. Next up, we have the Marlins of Miami taking on the Braves of Atlanta. Best of five. I think the Braves win this in five. I do, but I don't think it's going to be pretty. It's going to be ugly. <laughs> yeah. And one of these games is going to be a slugfest. Yes. Well, a lot of the games are going to be slugfest, I think. I'm going to go Atlanta and... Ooh, I almost said three. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go four. Yeah, you need to allow something there. I, too, am going to take Atlanta in four. Okay. Sorry, Miami. My my crazy pick is San Diego. I think we'll be happy for Miami, though, if that happens. Absolutely. It will be hilarious if both Miami and San Diego managed to make it to the <laughs> Holy NLCS. Holy shit, that would be awesome. That would be a real interesting NLCS. It really would. I would definitely be pulling for the Padres, I think, in that situation. Yeah, me too. I think so, yeah. They would crush Miami. Oh, my God, yes. The bats alone would crush Miami. Yeah, I I got to – Atlanta's just a better-built team. Sorry, Ben. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I couldn't agree more. I was just going to see if y'all had any other takes on the postseason. Um, I feel bad not voting for Miami to win because they are undefeated in the postseason. But they're going to – that'll stop here, I think. Going to stop, yes. We should look at their splits. They're not great. I mean, they're like they a 500 base. This year. Yeah, they're like a 500 baseball team. <laughs> but I don't know that the the Braves are a whole lot better, I don't think. The Braves had to have been close to a 500 team, right? No, that's the thing is the Braves had the second best record in, in the National League. Seriously? What was their record? Braves were 35 and 25. Okay. Yeah, 35. Okay, yeah. Ten games uh, Braves won 6 of 10. Yeah. Braves are going to win this series this for sure. Braves will win this series. I just... It, it's it's definitely going to be interesting, though, because it is sort of a, a lesser of two, I guess, <laughs> whenever you look at it, versus like the better team. So I, I always love those kind of situations. They really only have two starters. They have Max Fried and Ian Anderson. Everyone else is like... Eh. Not good. Yeah, I, but I think no matter what happens here, the picture's shaping up to look really good. 
I just don't want a team like the Marlins to get in there all the way to the end and then it just be a trouncing on the other side. You know, I want a good, right. a, a good three-set World Series. You know, that's what I want. So what would your ideal matchup there be at the end? I mean, I feel like picking against the Dodgers is hard to do here. Yeah. It really is. And... I mean, anything Rays Dodgers would be really good. Um, I'm trying to think. Yankees would be really good versus the Dodgers. That'd be a great series. Oh. I mean, it'd be miserable to listen to, but it'd be a great. It would be a great matchup. Those two teams are fantastic baseball teams. I know it would just be like the announcers jerking each other off. That's what I'm saying. It'd just be terrible. These two storied franchises matching off, or they're blah 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 blah. Yeah. I mean, the A's would be really good in that scenario, too, versus the Dodgers. I, I, yeah, I think there's some really good potential matchups. What do you think? Man, I don't know. Like, I love the two-storied franchises going at it. Um, <sighs> Come on. It, absolutely. Who cares? I mean, give me the history. Oh, my God. This guy. Like, this Who guy cares? watching Ken Burns series. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm watching that. No, I, I think that anyone out of the AL I'd be pretty happy with. Out of the NL... Sort of the dis- short of the disruptor pick of having the NLCS between San Diego and Miami, which I don't think is going to happen. That'd be so uh, great. I, I think I think you'd get better baseball uh, out of the Dodgers, and I think yeah, if the Dodgers sure. and the Braves meet in the NLCS, the Dodgers are walking away with it easily. Yeah. What I want to see is Tampa Bay San Diego. That'd that be really good. Is, I would watch every one of those games. If it's Dodgers Yankees, I'm probably going to watch like three of them. Maybe, maybe uh, the one I would watch every game. Live stream. Yeah, exactly. I would definitely watch every game. Tampa Bay, San Diego. Yeah, I would pretty much. The only thing, the only thing that would really like piss me off from any either side of the bracket would be the Astros being there for some reason. Yeah, I think that, we're all so on the I, same page there. Yes, except if you got an Astros Dodgers rematch. Ooh, the Astros would back. fucking win it somehow. I'm telling you, they would somehow know, win what, it. That's what makes me mad. Right? Absolutely. That I, I would be furious if that happened. Furious. Yeah. I don't know that I'd watch baseball for an entire season. That's not true. But I would, I'd, I'd strongly consider it because I'd be so furious in that scenario. This be so a few years ago, Justin made the threat that if something happened, he would turn this into a Miami Dolphins podcast. Would that win? Oh would that yeah, what was that? <laughs> Do we know what that was? I don't remember what it was, but it was some ridiculous thing. Like, if this happens, this is going to be your favorite Man. Miami Dolphins podcast. What was that? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, too. I'll, somebody will, will find it. Somebody will tell us. That's perfect. Uh, well, we just have one final story to bring y'all home. Did y'all happen to see uh, the notable passing in baseball that happened over the weekend? Mm, yes. That is... Hall of Famer Bob Gibson of the St. Louis Cardinals passed away uh, at age of 84. Wow. No respect, huh? No, I'll give the applause. Wow. So listen to this. His, his adjusted career, uh, so win-loss record, 251 to 174. Career ERA at 291. Uh, strikeouts, 3,117 strikeouts and a career whip of 1188. Give me the years that he played. That's 59 to 75. God, it's always wild when it spans like a couple of, you know, decades like that. It's so yeah. wild. His career war is 89.2. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it's a sad loss for baseball. And so he was pretty involved with like the hall of fame and stuff like that. Right. And like actual kind of like, I, I don't know if I'm, I'm assuming the, uh, MLB has some sort of like retired players situation, uh, association type thing. Right. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. He, he definitely was an active sort of, um, patriarch in the baseball community is kind of what it sounds like. Um, you know, outreach and stuff like that. I mean, nine-time All-Star, two-time World Series championship, two-time World Series MVP, two-time Cy Young winner, nine gold gloves. I mean, this dude was a beast. 
Ben, I would like to talk to someone from the Retired Players Association. Let's see if we can get in contact with somebody over there. I'd like to see what they're doing with players and stuff like that. Absolutely. All right. Let's make, we'll add that to our list of things to do for the next, next couple of shows. It is an ever-growing list. And if you think of something you want to add to the list, make sure to let us know. We are all over your social media. Uh, that's Facebook. That's Instagram. That's on the good old Twitter. Plus, don't forget to check us out. We are at sensiblyloud.com. Big props to J-Mac for producing this and every other episode. Can y'all believe we've made it 127? How about them apples? It's unbelievable. All right, we want to thank everyone for joining us for episode 127 of the Outfielder Podcast. We'd like to thank all of our fans, Sensibly Loud Media, our sponsors, and those with the sharp eye to keep the runners close. Grounds crew, please keep patrolling that, that outfield. Big ups to Kevin Towers. Don't text and drive. And we'll see you right back here next time on the Outfielder Podcast. Hey.